0: Greetings 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 and salutations what and all how you doing how you doing how you doing It's community and finance night t- Right here on a night shift with DJ Kevin Stewart welcome to the broadcast Move like butter, him no him, girl, You want hey, go on and the yourself you
1: know
0: This is one of Miss desire thing's I the to check called queen And your skin tight when you walk out they will invite your
1: queen and you know and everybody else knows it get in my queen walk get in my queen pose get in my queen wine. you are boss any time yeah get in my queen walk
0: want to say big up to each and everyone locked in those on tune in radio Nine. you
1: are boss
0: any time on the night shift with DJ Kevin Steele big ups to yeah want to say much love to those who are locked in out of New Jersey
1: girl On
0: NIE radio I out with the New Jersey's finest, the motivator
1: Clean and your skin tight When you walk out, you are a queen and you know this and every...
0: and Blessings to, to those who are cast upon One harmony radio Good morning to you guys in the UK Get in
1: my queen walk Get in my queen poor
0: Blessings to those out of New York Locked in an island worldwide Exhibiting the power of music Big ups to those out of Long Island, New York Yeah man, those bouncing on the reggae pulse radio Blessings to you Up to those on the foundation radio network ClintonLindsay.com. welcome welcome welcome
1: and everybody else knows your heart clean and your skin you walk.
0: those on pmgtv.com you notice,
1: and everybody else knows welcome to you too
0: those bubbling on xeno FM in the stew pot those on Clubhouse. Get in my queen
1: wine. You
0: are massive on Facebook Live. For Those on YouTube Live.
1: Anywhere,
0: yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: You are in the fight back. Yeah. Cause you're you clean. Bubble, your Cause your hips sweet. The
0: big ups to those who are locked in at the home of the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew, Kevin, Stew, Kevin Stew.com yeah, bam, bam. I'm so glad to have each and every one of you. And your
1: skin tight.
0: I couldn't do it without you. There And I give you my word, I won't even try. your
1: heart clean and your skin tight. When you walk out, they will your queen and
0: i is. gonna say thank you to my segment sponsors. Give walk. Falsy media group and being in a moment is priceless. Give them a call. Him a 754 1140 That's 754 1140 They can do everything you see here on KevinStew.com and more. Yeah. They can stream your event live. Your church service, your wedding, a funeral, a party, a graduation, a seminar, you name it.
1: No so Let's
0: call them up 754 999
1: 1140. They're
0: telling me you have an event. i want to stream it live. How oh, you can do it? Oh, yes. Let me you heard about them from Kevin Steele.
1: I wanna
0: say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Bye. And will is a licensed massage therapist Operating out of Broad County, North miami And South Palm Beach counties She comes to you Bringing her table, her oils And over 20 years massage therapy experience Give her a call
1: 954-655-9000
0: That's 954-655-9000 She only has one request outside of paying her that is that you get off your table and go sleep somewhere else. To your back. It's called the Kevin Stew class. Fight back. Yeah. Of course, it's because I always fall asleep on our table.
1: Hips sweet, yeah. girl, yes,
0: when uh, thank you to Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global act as your booking agent. And your tour management. Take care of your business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and much, much more. You know Give them a call, 954-804-8199. Queen
1: walk. Get in my queen.
0: That's 954-804-8199. Tell yeah. Alan Kevin Stew sent you. Get in my queen wine. A Thank you to McNeil Trucking. With McNeil Trucking, your goods are in good hands. They're veteran owned, licensed, and insured movers in the state of Florida. You wanna move from Key West to Jacksonville? Put some things in storage? Don't have the manpower, don't have the transportation? Don't worry. You have the name, you have the number. McNeil Trucking. 954
1: 406 9740.
0: Thank you, McNeil Trucking. Call them up tell them Kevin Stew sent you
1: you
0: the sound of Miss desire a queen and you
1: notice, and else
0: a track called Queen they want to pick up all the royals around the world right I won't know Y'all you know yourselves, uh, Queen, you, yeah, uh, yes, you, your highness. Uh, tonight we're looking at colonialism. What do you know about it? Of course, so that you know, you wanna call in, uh, share your views. You can do so, the phone lines are open, 773-789-STU is the number that gets you in touch.
1: queen
0: 773-789-7839 seven, seven, You see the number scrolling across the bottom of your screen, those of you that are watching
1: your and
0: you know and Whether you're watching on KevinStew.com
1: are
0: watching on Facebook Live you're watching queen on YouTube Live get
1: queen
0: Hey Dora! Wine, yeah. How you doing? How are things down there in Brazil? I want to say big comes to the Radio Crystal Gospel Crew Brazil, live and in living
1: color.
0: If you're shy and you don't want to call in and share your views, you don't want to text them in, get them, get them. you can jump into The Stew Pot on KevinStew.com. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what The Stew Pot is, it's what others call a chat room, but because of fancy on KevinStew.com, when you
1: walk out, queen. it's
0: called The Stew Pot. And Come on in the water, it's always fine. Cause you're it's an interactive portal on KevinStew.com. Your Come share your views. You can't remain anonymous. You can't put your name All we ask is that you remain respectful. And
1: you, know this, and everybody else knows. you
0: don't need to register. Not for your firstborn, an internal organ or a blood sacrifice. Oh, get in my queen wine. Let's go, to KevinStew.com and you are there. So what do you know of colonialism? Because uh, with with the passing of the Queen being announced this past weekend, you know this. Get em, get em. there are a lot of people that are having some mixed feelings all over the place.
1: Queen and you know
0: some are saying, hey, you know.
1: When you walk out, they queen.
0: Uh, the queen uh, and and whatever, the crown that she represents.
1: And your skin's it's been a
0: great injustice to countries and people all over the world. And there are some that say, hey, listen, because of colonialism, we have structure and we have organization and a government. And... But my question is you can't have colonialism without a people existing in a place. So when the colonizers got there, and saw the people, what what were they doing? If you're going to order, if you're going to argue, providing structure, if you're going to say, bringing civilization, well, how do you describe civilization? How do you define it? Are you saying, would the argument be, prior to the colonists, the colonizers, showing up, ...in all of these places. I'm from Jamaica. One of the places that... ...you check the history books and... ...in it you'll find the wording of... ...being colonized. So when... ...Christopher Columbus showed up on Jamaica's shores... ...and he found the natives... Were they uncivilized people? Did did they not have a society in which they existed? Did they not have a system that they operated in in that society? Because if they didn't, then how could Christopher Columbus talk trade? You have to ask these questions. And not just in Jamaica, but in other parts of the world, in other parts of the Caribbean. And It goes on where you find various colonizers from Europe taking over different parts of the world. And you have to ask why. Well, let's get down into it, you know. We're going to dive, deep dive tonight in community and finance. Colonialism. What is it defined as? Well, according to National Geographic, It is defined as control by one power over a dependent area or people. It occurs when one nation subjugates another, conquering its population and exploiting it, often while forcing its own language and cultural values upon its people. By 1914, a large majority of the world's nations had been colonized by Europeans at some point. The concept of colonialism is closely linked to that of imperialism, which is the policy or ethos of using power and influence to control another nation or people that underlies colonialism. So there are some people that, 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 that use the two interchangeably. Not quite, though similar, They're not quite the same. A little bit later on, we're going to look at the the, the difference between the two. In antiquity, colonialism was practiced by empires such as ancient Greece, ancient Rome, ancient Egypt, and Phoenicia. These civilizations all extended their borders into surrounding and non-contiguous areas from about 1550 B.C. onward, long time. And established colonies that drew on the physical and population resources of the people by, they, they conquered in order to increase their own power. So now we're getting an idea of why. Because it was a, it was a means by which to increase the power of that particular nation. Some comments here on uh, Facebook Live. Okay, cool. Hubert, much love, bro. How you doing? So, modern colonialism began during what is also known as the Age of Discovery. Beginning in the 15th century, Portugal began looking for new trade routes and searching for civilizations outside of Europe. In 1415, Portuguese explorers conquered Kuwaita, a coastal town in North Africa, kicking off an empire that would last until 1999. You know, Prince sang about partying like it's 1999. Well, I I guess these people had that party going until 1999. Soon the Portuguese had conquered and populated islands like Madeira and Cape Verde, and their rival nation, Spain, decided to try exploration so it I guess it was an adventure, it was a competition, so many things happening here but the Spaniards decided that, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to get in on this thing too. And in 1492, Christopher Columbus began looking for a western route to India and China. Instead, he landed in the Bahamas, kicking off the Spanish Empire. Spain and Portugal Became locked in competition for new territories and took over indigenous islands in the Americas, India, Africa, and Asia. Talk about the conquistadors, yeah? England, the Netherlands, France, and Germany quickly began their own empire building overseas, fighting Spain and Portugal for the rights to lands they had already conquered. Despite the growth of European colonies in the New World, most countries managed to gain independence during the 18th and 19th century, beginning with the American Revolution in 1776 and the Haitian Revolution in 1781. However, the Eastern Hemisphere continued to tempt European colonial powers. Starting in in the 1880s, European nations focused on taking over African lands, racing one another to coveted natural resources and establishing colonies they would hold until an international period of decolonization began around 1914, challenging European colonial empires up to 1975. Now, just so that you know, this is not, that long ago, that they were still challenging these, these, these empires, these European colonial empires, were challenging each other up until less than 50 years ago. Colonial powers justified their conquests by asserting that they had a legal and religious obligation to take over the land and culture. Of indigenous peoples. Now. When. At what point. Did. These natives. Of these lands. Say to these colonizers. Hey. You know. We believe that you should take us over. We strongly believe that. Because. You know. You were given that right. It sounds crazy to me. How was it that the colonizers decided that they had the legal and religious obligation? Well, I guess they could say they have the religious obligation because religion, again, is a man-made structure versus spirituality, which is just spiritual. You know, the, the organized, the, the concept of organized religion. It's, you know, created by man for whatever reason. You know, hmm. Maybe I should look into that. I think I did at one point, but I'm definitely going to do it again. I need to double check that. But, you know, not, not, not to say that anything is wrong with a particular form of worship if you want to worship worship however you want to worship worship that way i'm not saying that you can't i'm not saying that you shouldn't but these colonial powers justified their conquests by asserting that they had a legal and religious obligation to take over the land and the culture of indigenous peoples. Conquering nations cast their role as civilizing, barbaric or savage, savage nations, and argued that they were acting in the best interest of those whose lands and peoples were exploited. Again, I asked the question, when these colonizers showed up and found these indigenous people in their land, Wasn't there some form of structure there? When the Africans were taken from Africa and used in other countries as slaves, did they not take them from a form of civilization? Hence, indoctrinating them in their own civilization, teaching them how to speak English, but not teaching them how to read because then it would empower them in a certain way. Check, 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 check your history. Not the history books per se, but check the history. Of course, the history book will give you some of the information, but if you, if, if you rely on one source, then you end up in problems. So let's not just go with one source, eh? Ask questions repeatedly. Now, despite the poor of the colonizers who claimed lands that were already owned and populated by these indigenous people. Let me say this again. Resistance is an integral part of the story of colonization, colonialism. Even before decolonization, indigenous people on all continents staged violent and nonviolent resistance to their conquerors so if they did not have a structure if they were not if they didn't have some type of civilization if they didn't have some intelligence prior to the colonizers showing up how then could they have staged some of these revolts these revolutions these how could they organize resistance How could they fight back in order to gain independence? How? And, you know, it could be argued that, you know, hey, the American Revolution had these intelligent people already, so it could happen. Well, all that happened with the American Revolution was that the people that left from England and were sent from europe to the united states decided that they wanted to start their own little thing and revolted against england revolted against great britain so these were pretty much their own people revolting against them but what happened in other places like haiti where you have the haitian revolution it was the haitians standing up or let me not say the Haitians, but the slaves taken from Africa, standing up against France, the colonizers. And what ended up happening is what we see today because France was upset about it and put them in a position that they would not recover from because where, as they had the strength and, and, and the grit to fight for their freedom, they didn't have the resources to sustain themselves at the time because of how France had taken over Hispaniola. And when you look at Haiti and you look at the Dominican Republic, same, same landmass. Two different countries. Two different. One is night and one is day. (laughs) And it's all because of. How the revolution happened. And so. The decolonization of Haiti. Didn't go so well. And Haiti ended up paying for it ever since France came in and and stole all the natural resources out of Haiti and made France that much richer even after they pulled out they made sure that they were still getting paid and this is what some people are saying why reparation is needed because this payback for all that has happened with colonization Now, here we are, looking at the age of an era, the transition of power from passing of the crown, and now people are talking colonization. What was that? What had happened? Now, all of a sudden, they're starting to remember. And the topic of colonizing and imperialism these topics are now being discussed at the water fountain discussed over coffee well here i am giving you an opportunity to discuss it yourselves out here in public 773 789 gives you a chance to hear your voice 773 789 Three nine. You can call, you can text, you can WhatsApp, you can Telegram. You can contact me from anywhere in the world that you choose using this number. It's scrolling across the bottom of your screen right now. Seven seven three seven eight nine seven eight three nine. 789 7839 Easy way to remember it. 773 789 Hey, Carl, how you doing, love? Good to see you. So, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk some more. We're looking at colonialism and by virtue of colonialism we're going to look at imperialism in a little bit but at the core of it all what is colonialism you know is was there some benefit to it what, what were the pros what are the pros what are the cons how some I, yesterday I as as I as I did bar talk some of you might know I do Bar Talk on a Sunday with uh, Luke Valentine from Moment to Remember Studio. And as as co-host of the program yesterday, one of the things that we touched on was just this, a little bit of the passing of the crown and colonialism. And we touched on this just a little bit. But now tonight here on the night shift to dj kevin in community and finance we're getting deeper into it because it affects the community on a whole so when we come back from the break of course we're gonna dive a little bit deeper ask some more questions see what kind of answers we can find we're gonna say goodbye as we are on the break to those on clubhouse those on facebook live but come on over to kevin those are who are listening in on the affiliate stations stick around don't go anywhere because we'll be right back after these messages. Do remember also that uh, the Mary Kay store is open. For you, those of you who don't know, I do have a Mary Kay store. It's marykay.com forward slash kevinstew. And you can get something for anyone with skin. So you want to take care of your skin? I got into it because of the skincare benefits, the skincare products that they have. So... You can benefit from the skincare products that they have. Marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew for men. You can get some fragrances. You can get some beard care going on. You can get some, some products just for men. And of course, for you ladies, there are tons of products, tons of things to choose from. So go check it out. There's a CC cream. There are botanicals, which are flower-based, plant-based, mainly products. You have your, your naturals. So go check them out. You won't be disappointed. There's something there for everyone. Marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew. Go check it out. Place your orders. We'll get them to you. All right. Cool.
2: Pulsey Media Group, innovative streaming and recording has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trash. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one learns. In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. In English, And in math, I learned, that I, make sick. I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Today in school, I learned a lot.
0: Hey, I am representing for DJ Kevin's Jew. Working under night shift. The night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather. Just to please the devil, never will DJ Kevin's true sell his soul. That's a word and honor. It's Christine to represent in word and honor. Celestia DJ Kevin's true. Matthew 28 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, The Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links. www.dahchurchlinx.com Your links to worship and praise. The track is called Morning in Gideon, Gideon. the sound of Cesar, bringing us back from the break. Morning in Gideon. I want to say welcome to those who are joining us on Twitch. Yeah, big ups to you. Uh, I got this little Twitch thing going on, Uh, checking it out and seeing what we can find, yeah? (laughs) <laughs> seeing how it works out seeing if we like it so go 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 check it out twitch at DJ Kevin Stew. yep brand new introducing that one to you 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 and you Just this camera right here <sighs> okay see because things and things can happen every now and then yeah alright so back to the business Colonialism, that's what we're addressing today, on community and finance. 773 789 is a number that gets you in touch. 773 Call, text, tell a friend. Use WhatsApp, Telegram. You, uh, any other way you can get in using that number? Tele- tel- call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. Yeah, those, are, that w- those would be the way. So, wherever you are in the world, you can reach out. Yeah? No excuse. And um, again, welcome to those on Twitch. Welcome to big ups to the, the affiliates: One Harmony Radio, NIE Radio, Island Worldwide, Reggae Pulse Radio, the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com. Uh, did I big up Massive Water, Texas? WGLRO Aloha Radio, Music um, Media Group. With WGLRO is home of Danny Walker Morning Show, and uh, <laughs> Danny is is also a literal veteran. Yeah, former U.S military. And big ups to you, Danny. Host of the Don Walker morning show, the people station, taking from the sheets to the streets, starting from Detroit to Denmark and all points in between. Much love to you over there in Texas. Blessings. So here we are looking at colonialism. And <laughs> there are some people that are saying, well, you know, colonialism is like the best things since sliced bread. Because it saved us all. But you have to ask the question, saved us from what exactly? Uh, you know, because if, if this here is, 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 is where we are at now, is what we're saved from in colonialism, this here is what exactly? <laughs> you know, what, what, where would we be if not for colonialism and i don't ask that question to say yes you know this is the place to be because uh, thanks to colonialism we have grown we have do we know what we would have been had there not been colonialism so you're gonna wait against what to say yes this was brought to us we have benefited this way. Now, we speak English because the, the, the British colonized Jamaica and we all learned English. Okay? So, whatever native tongue we had prior to them showing up, that would not suffice. That was no good. What, 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 what's the story with that? So, benefits and harms. Let's, let's look at that a little bit. According to National Geographic, colonial governments invested in infrastructure and trade and dis- disseminated medical and technological knowledge. In some cases, they encouraged literacy, the adoption of Western human rights standards, and sowed the seeds for democratic institutions and systems of government. Some former colonies, like Ghana, Experienced a rise in nutrition and health with colonial rule and colonial European settlement has been linked to some development gains. However, coercion and forced assimilation often accompanied those gains, with scholars still debating colonialism's many legacies. Colonialism's impacts include environmental degradation, the spread of disease, economic instability, ethnic rivalries, and human rights violations. Issues that can long outlast one group's colonial rule. So, in the midst of all these benefits, there's this. And you kind of have to ask a a question, this could could we do without this because a lot of these nations that were colonized ended up pretty much dying out literally why because of some of these things that were mentioned disease economic instability we saw that happening in france i mean in 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 haiti ethnic rivalries you find as a result of being colonized one group fighting against another all hailing from the same place we are as a result of religion being indoctrinated into these people they're saying that we serve the true god and you serve some fake god and we're going to kill you as a result if you don't decide to worship our god because our god says that we this is the one true god and anybody who does not worship this one true god they're worshiping the devil or something else and they're an abomination and should be downcast or outcast or destroyed but is this the same god that they were saying is love Is it that that God said, love only those who are here like you? Those who worship me like you? Those who look like you? Those who speak like you? How does that work? And is it a case where, yes, education went with those colonizers and so they could teach the people that, were indigenous to the lands that they were colonizing but they only taught them what was necessary for them to provide either an army or a defense for that colonial entity or those that could work and harvest of the land that was colonialized, colonialized for the colonizers to benefit I don't know how many people ask that question. I don't, I don't know how many people have, have actually took, taken a deep dive into the answers to that question. And so, you know, we, I guess, trot on. Oh, it, you know, it didn't happen to us. It happened to our ancestors. It didn't happen to us. So we are good. Um, are we? Really? So, you have colonizing and colonialism, and you have imperialism. And so, you'd ask, well, how are the two different? Uh, The two are the same. Well, not quite. Imperialistic takeovers have been happening all over the world for hundreds of years, according to ThoughtCo.com. One of the most notable examples being the colonization of America. You, you confused yet? Cool, no problem. While the colonization of the Americas between the 15th and 19th centuries differed in nature from the expansion of the United States, Japan, and the European powers during the late 19th and early 20th centuries, both periods are examples of imperialism. What? I thought we were talking colonialism. Well, yes, we are. Imperialism has evolved since the struggles between prehistoric clans for scarce food and resources, but it has retained its bloody roots. Throughout history, many cultures suffered under the domination of their imperialist conquerors, with many indigenous societies being unintentionally or deliberately Destroyed, The histories of ancient China, Western Asia, and the Mediterranean were defined by an unending succession of empires. During the 6th to the 4th century BCE, the tyrannically author- authoritarian Assyrian Empire was replaced by the more socially liberal and longer-lasting Persian Empire, The Persian Empire eventually gave way to the imperialism of ancient Greece, which reached its apex from 356 to 323 BCE under Alexander the Great. While Alexander achieved a union of the Eastern Mediterranean with Western Asia, his vision of the world as a cosmopolis, in which all citizens lived together harmoniously, remained a dream until it was partially realized when the Romans built their empire from Britain to Egypt. After the fall of Rome in 476 BCE, the idea of imperialism as a force for unification faded quickly. The European and Asian nations that rose from the ashes of the Roman Empire pursued their individual imperialistic policies. As imperialism became the div- device force, div- divisive force, so it, it would remain in the modern world. The modern era would see three periods of fast imperialism and aggressive colonialization, or colonialism. From the 15th century to the middle of the 18th century, England. France, the Netherlands, Portugal, and Spain built empires in the Americas, India, and East Indies. A strong negative reaction to imperialism led to almost a century of relative calm in empire building. The period from the middle of the 19th century and World War I, 1914 to 1918, were again Characterized by a rapid spread of imperialism. As indirect, especially financial control, became a preferred form of imperialism over direct military intervention. Russia, Italy, Germany, Japan, and the United States became new imperialistic states. After World War One. The promise of a peaceful world inspired by the League of Nations brought another short pause in imperialism. Japan renewed its empire building in 1931 when it invaded China, led by Japan and Italy under Benito Mussolini's fascist party. Nazi Germany under Adolf Hitler and the Soviet Union under Joseph Stalin. A new period of imperialism dominate the 1930s to 1940s. As broad a definition of imperialism is the extension or expansion, usually by the use of military force, of a nation's authority over rule of, over, over territories not currently under its control. This is accomplished through the direct acquisition of land and or economic and political domination. Empires do not undertake the expenses and dangers of imperialistic expansion without what their leaders consider to be ample justification. Throughout recorded history, imperialism has been rationalized under one more one or more of five theories. Conservative economic theory, where the better developed nation sees imperialism as a means of maintaining its already successful economy and stable social order. By securing new captive markets for its exported goods, the dominant nation is able to sustain its employment rate and redirect any social disputes of its urban populations into its colonial territories. Historically, this rationale embodies an assumption of ideological and racial superiority within the dominant nation. Then there's a liberal economic theory, where growing health and capitalism is a dominant notion um, in the dominant nation results in the production of more goods than its population can consume. Its leaders see imperialistic expansion as a way to reduce its expenses while increasing its profits by balancing production and consumption. As an alternative to imperialism, the wealthier nation sometimes chooses to solve its under-consumption problem internally through liberal legislative means such as wage control. Then there's the Marxist-Leninist economic theory. Socialist leaders like Karl Marx, and Vladimir Lenin rejected liberal legislative strategies dealing with underconsumption because they would inevitably take money away from the dominant state's middle class and result in a world divided into wealthy and poor countries. Lenin cited capitalist imperialist aspirations as the cause of World War I and called for the adoption of of a Marxist form of imperialism instead. Then there's a political theory, where imperialism is no more than an inevitable result of the attempt of wealthy nations to maintain their positions in the world's balance of power. This theory holds that the actual purpose of imperialism is to minimize a nation's military and political vulnerability. We see that happening throughout modern society, the modern, the modern world as we know it. Then there's a warrior class theory, where imperialism actually serves no real economic or political purpose. Instead, It is a pointless manifestation of the age-old behavior of nations whose political process have become dominated by a warrior class. Originally created to satisfy an actual need for national defense, the warrior class eventually manufactures crisis that can only be dealt with through imperialism in order to perpetuate its existence. We would see that where you'd find where you have civil wars being started and a nation comes in to put resolution to this civil war and as a result, take over that society. Not physically being there, but through political gains. Y'all can check the history. You'll see it. And so this is how imperialism works. So you wonder, well, okay, what really is the difference then? Because we see the same thing happening in colonialism. Well, yes, but no. And so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to look at what that little bit of a difference is in comparing colonialism to imperialism. Yeah? Call your friends, tell your friends, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends and your enemies too. This is Night Shift with DJ Kevin due Community and Finance Night. And we're looking at colonialism. But we can't check out colonialism without exploring imperialism. And that's what we're doing in this part of the broadcast. Weighing colonialism versus imperialism. We'll be right back after these messages. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, that Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links. www.dahchurchlinks.com your links to worship and praise.
1: Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production, so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggae reggaeglobalentertainment.com.
0: When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse E-Media Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse media Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event, contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse Media Group, when being in the moment is priceless.
2: Hey yo, this is to letting you know that right about now you are logged on to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. Don't move.
0: In that very moment, when your head is confused, I will stay right there in the madness with you. What kind of madness the madness like? Colonialism and imperialism. This kind of madness that we're talking about right here on Community and Finance tonight. The sound of Royce bringing us back from the break. track called The Madness. madness As I'll stay in the madness with you right now. So... Welcome to those who are just joining us. Thank you for joining. us. still have some time. You can call a friend, tell a friend, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends, and your enemies too. Call up to everybody because the information is good for everyone, right? Don't be stingy with it. You can be selfish all you want. Just don't be stingy with the information. Yeah, pass it on. KevinStew.com. Let them decide for themselves. You don't even have to talk about it after that. Just tell them. Come on over. KevinStew.com. The Night Shift. 10 p.m. Eastern. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Cool? Cool. So, we asked the question, what's the difference between imperialism and colonialism? And you, they, they pretty much sound like the same thing, right? Well, while imperialism and colonialism result in the political and economic domination of one nation over others, there are some subtle but important differences between the two. In essence, according to Thought.co, um, sorry, Thought.co.com, colonialism is the physical practice of global expansion, while imperialism is the idea that drives this practice. In a basic cause and effect relationship, imperialism can be thought of as the cause and colonial- colonialism the effect In its most familiar form, colonialism involves the relocation of people to a new territory as permanent settlers. Once established, the settlers maintain their loyalty and allegiance to the mother country while working to harness the new territory's resources for the economic benefit of that country. As what happened in Haiti as what happened in many countries in the Caribbean, or islands in the Caribbean. We saw it happen in Jamaica. Now in contrast, imperialism is simply the the imposition of political and economic control over a conquered nation or nations through the use of military force and violence. For example, the British colonization of America during the 16th and 17th centuries, evolved into imperialism when King George III stationed British troops in the colonies to enforce ever more restrictive economic and political regulations imposed on the colonists. Objections to Britain's growingly imperialistic actions eventually resulted in the American Revolution. Y'all with me there? Cool. Cool. Now, the age of imperialism spanned the year 1500 all the way to 1914. During the early 15th to the late 17th century, European powers such as England, Spain, France, Portugal, and Holland acquired vast colonial empires. During this period of old imperialism, the European nations explored the New World seeking trade routes to the far east and often violently establishing settlements in the north and south america as well as in southeast asia it was during this period that some of imperialism's worst human atrocities took place during the spanish conquistadors conquest of central and south america in the 16th century an estimated 8 million indigenous people died in the era of imperialism's first large-scale act of genocide. I hope y'all caught that. Let me say it again. During the Spanish conquistadors' conquest of Central and South America in the 16th century, an estimated 8 million indigenous people died in the era of imperialism's first large-scale act of genocide you wondered what happened to the 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 arawak indians in jamaica christopher columbus (laughs) that's exactly what happened based on their belief in the conservative economic theory of glory god and gold Trade motivated imperialists of this period saw colonialism as purely a source of wealth and vehicle for religious missionary efforts. We see it in France, we see it in Haiti, we see it in South Africa. The early British empire established one of its most profitable colonies in North America. Despite suffering a setback in the loss of its American colonies in 1776, Britain more than recovered by gaining territory in India, Australia, and Latin America. By the end of the age of old imperialism in the 1840s, Great Britain had become the dominant colonial power, with territorial holdings in India, South South Africa, and Australia. At the same time, France controlled the Louisiana territory in North America, as well as French New Guinea. Holland had colonized the East Indies and Spain had colonized Central and South America. Due largely to its mighty navy's dominance over the seas, Britain also readily accepted its role as keeper of world peace, later described as Pax Britannica or British peace. While the European empires established footholds on the coasts of Africa and China, following the first wave of imperialism their influence over local leaders was limited not until the age of new imperialism had started in the 1870s did the european states begin to establish their vast empires mainly in africa but also in asia and the middle east Driven by their need to deal with the overpopulation and underconsumption economic consequences of the Industrial Revolution, the European nations pursued an aggressive plan of empire-building. Instead of merely setting up overseas trading settlements as they had during the 16th and 17th centuries, the new imperialists controlled the local colonial governments for their own benefit. The rapid advances in industrial production, technology, and transportation during the Second Industrial Revolution between 1870 and 1914 further boosted the economies of the European powers, and thus their need for overseas expansion. As typified by the political theory of imperialism, the new imperialists employed policies that stressed their perceived superiority over backward nations. Backward <laughs> because of, I guess, their advancement, technical, technological advancement at the time. Combining the establishment of economic influence and political annexation with overwhelming military force, the European countries, led by juggernaut British Empire, proceeded to dominate most of Africa and Asia. By 1914, along with its successes in the so-called Scramble for Africa, The British Empire controlled the largest number of colonies worldwide, leading to the popular phrase, the sun never sets on the British Empire. One of the best recognized, if controversial, examples of American imperialism came with the nation's 1898 annexation of the Kingdom of Hawaii as a territory. Now, I don't know how many people actually knew that Hawaii was its own kingdom. Yeah, just like Britain, with the king, with the royal monarchy. Yeah, Haiti, I mean, sorry, Hawaii was its own kingdom. Throughout most of the 1800s, the US government worried that Haiti, that Hawaii, sorry, uh, a key mid-Pacific whaling and trade port, fertile ground for, hum- for American Protestant missions, and most of all, a rich new source of sugar from sugarcane production would fall under European rule. Indeed, during the 1930s, both Britain and France forced Hawaii to accept exclusionary trade treaties with them. In 1842, US Secretary of State Daniel Webster reached an agreement with Hawaiian agents in Washington to oppose the annexation of Hawaii by any other nation. In 1849, a treaty of friendship served as the basis of official long-term relations between the United States and Hawaii. By 1850, sugar was a source of 75% of Hawaii's wealth. As Hawaii's economy became increasingly dependent on the United States, a trade reciprocity treaty signed in 1875 further linked the two countries. In 1887, American growers and businessmen forced King Kalakaua to sign a new constitution, basically stripping him of power and suspending the rights of many native Hawaiians. You see how slick this was? So, here we are now in 1893, and King Kalakalua, his successor, Queen Lili Uokalani, introduced a new constitution, and this restored her power and Hawaiian rights. Fearing that Lili Uokalani would impose devastating tariffs on American-produced sugar, American cane growers led by Samuel Dole plotted to depose her and seek the annexation of the islands by the United States. Now, these are American cane growers that went over to Hawaii that decided that they're going to do this. On January 17, 1893, sailors from the USS Boston, dispatched by the U.S. President Benjamin Harrison, surrounded the Iolani Palace in Honolulu and removed Queen Lili okalani U.S. Minister John Stevens was recognized as the island's de facto governor, with Samuel Dole as president of the provisional government of Hawaii. This was... no different from the conquests of any of the European nations. But guess what? This is a result of those in America being from Europe. Remember, Native Americans don't look European. Think about it. In 1894, Dole sent a delegation to Washington officially seeking annexation. However, President Grover Cleveland opposed the idea and threatened to restore Queen Lili Uakalani as monarch. In response, Dole declared Hawaii an independent republic. In a rush of nationalism fueled by the Spanish-American War, the United States, at the urging of President William McKinley, annexed Hawaii in 1898. At the same time, the native Hawaiian language was entirely banned from schools and government proceedings. In 1900, Hawaii became a U.S. territory and Dole was its first governor. Demanding the same rights and representation of U.S. citizens in the then 48 states, native Hawaiians and non-white Hawaiian residents began to push for statehood. Nearly 60 years later, Hawaii became the 50th state, the 50th United U.S. state on August 21, 1959. In 1987, the U.S. Congress restored Hawaiian as the state's official language. And in 1993, President Bill Clinton signed a bill apologizing for the U.S. role. In the 1893 overthrow of Queen Lili Uokalani. Now, this is one of the things that other nations have been requesting as as recognition of what has happened in colonialism and imperialism too. Here's the thing though. This bill that was signed by then-President then President Bill Clinton, apologizing to the Hawaiians, was it an apology to the Hawaiians as an independent nation, or was it an apology to the Hawaiians as a U.S. state? And I guess you wouldn't really know unless you read the bill itself. And even then, would you really know? I don't know. And I'm hoping that there'll be somebody out there who will either listen to the podcast or, or watch it again on, on, on YouTube and be able to say, yea, nay, or re, you know, Whatever but can expound on this a little bit and, and, and give us a little bit more insight. Maybe another perspective. But just looking on at the information that we have right now, this was an apology of then President Bill Clinton to Americans living in Hawaii or born in Hawaii. I don't see it as an apology to Hawaii, uh, to the native Hawaiians. Luckily for Hawaii, though, the majority of the Hawaiian culture still remains. Now, I, I guess through modernization and industrialization, there have been some changes, some developments. And with them being a part of the United States things the, the the government has has changed somewhat, so the way they do things have changed. but Hawaii in and of itself was a kingdom and you'd have to wonder, what would Hawaii be today if it remained as an independent kingdom? We'd never know why because there came colonialism and, well, imperialism. While generally profitable, imperialism combined with nationalism began to have negative consequences for European empires, their colonies, and the world. By 1914, an increasing number of conflicts between competing nations would erupt into World War I. By, 19, by the 1940s, former World War I participants, Germany and Japan, regaining their imperialistic power, sought to create empires across Europe and Asia. Resp- and they did this respectively. Driven by their desires to expand their nation's spheres of world influence, Hitler of Germany and Emperor Hirohito of Japan would join forces to launch World War II. The tremendous human and economic costs of World War II greatly weakened the old empire-building nations, effectively ending the age of classic trade-driven imperialism. Throughout the ensuing delicate peace and cold war, decolonization proliferated. India, along with several former colonial territories in Africa, gained independence from Britain. While a scaled-back version of British imperialism continued with its involvement in the Iranian coup coup d'etat of 1953 and in Egypt during 1956 Suez Crisis, it was the United States and the former Soviet Union that emerged from World War II as the world's dominant superpowers. However, the ensuing Cold War from 1947 to 1991 would take a massive toll on the uni- on the Soviet Union. With its economy drained, its military might uh thing of the past, and its communist political structure fractured, the Soviet Union officially dissolved and emerged as the Russian Federation on December 26, 1991. As part of the dissolution agreement, the several colonial or satellite states of the Soviet Empire were granted independence. With the breakup of the Soviet Union, the United States became the dominant global power and source of modern imperialism. So you talk about imperialist nations, Look no further than the United States. No longer focus strictly on securing new trading opportunities. Modern imperialism involves the expansion of corporate presence in the spreading of the dominant nation's political ideology in a process sometimes pejoratively called nation-building. Or, specifically, in the case of the United States, Americanization. And we see that happening with America's influence all over the world. As proven by the domino theory of the Cold War, powerful nations like the United States often attempt to block other nations from adopting political ideological counter to their own. As a result, the United States failed the 1961 Bay of Pigs invasion attempt to overthrow the communist regime of Fidel Castro in Cuba. President Ronald Reagan's Reagan doctrine intended to stop the spread of communism and U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War are often cited as examples of modern imperialism. Aside from the United States, other prosperous nations have employed modern and occasionally traditional imperialism in hopes of expanding their influence. Using a combination of hyper-aggressive foreign policy and limited military intervention, Countries like Saudi Arabia and China have sought to spread their global influence. In addition, smaller nations like Iran and South Korea have been aggressively building their military capabilities, including nuclear weapons, in hopes of gaining an economic and strategic advantage. While the United States' true colonial holdings have declined since the era of traditional imperialism, The nation still exerts a strong and growing economic and political influence on many parts of the world. The U.S. currently retains five permanently populated traditional territories or commonwealths – Puerto Rico, Guam, the Virgin Islands, and Northern Marina Islands, and American Samoa. All five territories elect a non-voting member to the U.S. House of Representatives. Residents of America and Samoa are considered U.S. nationals, and residents of, other, of the other four territories are also U.S. citizens. These U.S. citizens are allowed to vote in primary elections for the president, but cannot vote in the general presidential election. Historically, most former U.S. territories, such as Hawaii and Alaska, eventually attained statehood. Other territories, including the Philippines, uh, Micronesia, the Marshall Islands, and Palau, held mainly for strategic purposes during World War II, eventually became independent countries. So, I hope you have a better idea at this point of what colonialism is, an idea of what imperialism is and the difference between the two though very similar there are subtle differences one being the ideology of it one being the actual event and the other one being the idea of it cause and effect so moving forward i guess you can do your own research and look into places that were colonized. Look into countries that operate as imperial entities. Is it something that you're okay with? Is it something that bothers you? Are you one to move from one of the nations that have gained independence to one of the nations that operate as an imperialist? Does it work for you? Is it something that you're strongly opposed to? These are only questions that you can answer for yourself, not for anyone else, just for you. But I encourage you and I implore that you be clear on what it is that you're standing up for and where you stand on it. Kicking off this uh, McNeil trucking sponsored musical therapy.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: uh, this is the sound of Nicky
1: Blaze.
0: The track is called lost in, wow. lost in
1: Illusion.
0: Giving us some reggae jazz to close out the Night Shift with DJ Kevin's studio tonight. Community and Finance night. As we explored what colonialism and imperialism is, I hope you have a better understanding of it right now. If you don't and end up with more questions, even better. That way you can do a little bit more research and ask that many more questions. But as we part company for tonight, I encourage you, look out for your community. And remember, your community is not just the development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. To so those that you pass on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride or drive, these are members of your community. Do something good for one of them today, because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is DJ Kevin Stewart, so I like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, right here, KevinStew.com, 10 p.m. Eastern. And to my affiliates, and thank you, truly, I appreciate you, love you. Glad to have you, couldn't do it without you. You have my word, I wouldn't even try. Thank you to my sponsors. Truly, I appreciate love the support that you give. Those healing from near and far, whether you're new or you're old to this. Thank you. Catch you tomorrow, healthy love night. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you, wherever you are in the world, from right here in South Florida. I bid you all a good night.